Hello everybody, welcome back to Fastscape Rewatch Season 4, Episode 6. I am Karma Hats, and joining me as always is Red Nightmare. I feel like taking up gardening. Yeah, maybe we've got some weeds we need to take care of yeah, around here, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's like <laughs> maybe grow some plants in space. Hmm, yes. Plants in space. Who would have thunk it? Well, <laughs> we'll get to that. So yeah, we're back with the episode called Natural Election. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we we know what pun that is. You know, natural selection. Election, because at the end of the last episode, we met back up with Moya and Pilot. And uh, Scorpius is also there, but he's locked in a cell downstairs. Thank Frell. But the other thing is that Pilot was like, okay, I'm glad you're all back. But, oh my god, there are way too many of you. Just pick a captain, please, so that I can have someone to talk to. You know, a designated re- uh, representative. Yeah, because we need a structure of command. Because seven people yeah. telling me what to do is annoying. Yeah, so they're going to have to decide on a captain. Mm-hmm. And Chiana suggested last episode, like, well, maybe we should take a vote. Funnily enough, in this episode, you know, who becomes the captain is kind of like a B plot. It's it's barely even that. It's like it's it's not like the main focus of the episode. It's there's a lot more other things going on. There is a problem they are dealing with. Le shock. <laughs> well, yeah. So let's get into it. So we kind of caught up. You know, everyone's met up on Moya, uh, including Aaron is back. But Scorpius is there now. But Scorpius saved Aaron's life. But of course, the rest of the crew. With the exception of Sokozu, don't really trust him. Gee, I wonder why. Yeah, funny that. I mean... What, what has he ever done to them? Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, everything. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get into the episode. So, we start out with Moya is just chilling out, just stopped in open space. And we're treat- well, there's a familiar scene, because we're up at command... And uh, John is looking out the window like, there should be a wormhole here in a little bit. Just hold, it'll be here. Trust me. And Dargo is trying to string and tune an instrument, I think? Yeah, he's got like he's got a stringed instrument that we hear from the dialogue. It's like, oh, you made another one of those. So, he, you know, it's homemade. I'm trying to think. Didn't he have a similar instrument somewhere in season one? Oh, yeah, he may have done. It was a while ago. Yeah. I vaguely remember something about I, that. Yeah, it's like it's yeah, over yeah. a year ago since we watched that. So, yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, it's, it's just that's just going on in the background while uh, John is looking for a wormhole. Now, the interesting thing about this scene is that there is a command structure because basically everyone is taking turns being captain. And it's Rigel's turn. Yeah. Rigel is whining to Dargo saying, like, you know, where's this frelling wormhole? And Dargo says, look, we promised John two hours. You know, we'll give him his full amount of time. And Rigel's like, but I'm the captain. We should, I say we don't. Rigel's like, look at me. Look at me. I am the captain now. (laughs) <laughs> and so uh, then Chiana actually comes up to command says hey John you found any wormholes yet and John's <laughs> saying like okay right got something boom wormhole in and he starts counting down from 10 in Spanish yeah again <laughs> like, sure why not expand your vocabulary John dos uno and then pff, nothing no I wormhole mean, don't worry about it John it happens to the best of them all men experience it at some point <laughs> And Sokozo actually says, like, well, do you know what you did wrong? Aside from getting up this morning? No. <laughs> it's like, 
no i got nothing and so then pilot comes on the comms and says uh ask for rigel's orders like what do we do and john is going to leave and he runs into aaron coming into command and actually sokozu is kind of tagging along behind john and aaron says like can we have a minute this goes like ah fine and you can see aaron smiling a little bit and she's like can i talk to you quite a few things i'd like to say and john says there's a lot of things i'd like to hear yeah meet me in my chambers and (laughs) there's a little bit of dialogue where john's like you know i'd buy you a drink but uh you know with (laughs) yeah because remember aaron's pregnant just in case you'd forgotten about that. Remember, Aaron is pregnant. It's a big, big thing, apparently. It's a big scene. deal. Uh-huh. But they go off to go have a chat. But then, just as he's leaving, whoop, wormhole out the port bow, off the front. Yeah, like wormhole right in front of the ship. And they're like, huh, you predicted it. A pilot's like, um, manner, that is a bit bigger and closer than you predicted. And John's like, uh, yeah, move away, do whatever you need to do, I'm, pilot, that's I'm, fine. I'm the captain here. Yeah, Rachel's complaints like that is a chain of command, you know. And it's like, right, yeah, sorry, Sparky, you do you, man, <laughs> do whatever. Rachel is just going to be like, well, pilot, under the circumstances, I suppose I concur with, and then <laughs> something shakes the ship really badly, and there's explosions. Everyone gets knocked down to the floor, and then Rachel is looking outside of the view screen, and it's completely black, and he's just. What happened to the stars? What happened to the stars? And then we get titles. And so when we come back from titles, Rigel is still panicking. He's like, where are the frowning stars? Now, this this bit from Rigel is some good continuity. Yeah, because this was literally my first thought as well. Yes. It's like, (laughs) that's the only scenario I can think of, and that would be bad. Because Rigel says, first of all, it's like, ah, it's it's a boudong. It has to be a boudong. Like, yeah, that that was my first thought as well. And Aaron chimes in. He's like, no, we're not moving. You know, we're not being swallowed. It's like, that must be the flax. Or stuck in one of your wormholes. Funnily enough, the flax was my first thought as well. I was, I was like, <laughs> no stars, that's the flax. And I, I love that Rigel, you know, referenced both those things because, again, it's something that he would know about. And it's probably something that the more, you know, the people who've been watching for a long time, you know, the the, the fans will probably think about of like, mm-hmm. well, it could be the flax. Oh, what's this? I figured it wasn't going to be either, but it was like, historically speaking, those would be the most likely suspects. Yeah, but pilot comes over the comms and says i don't know what's happened but moira's convulsing like unlike anything i've experienced before and we're not getting any signals like every single cell in our outer hole that's supposed to basically have signals come in like i guess her eyes or whatever it's like black nothing she's not getting anything yeah the first time pilot mentions this is like we can't see you know nothing is receiving signal sakosa is like well that can't possibly be right <laughs> And Pilot is just like, it is, you irritating little... And it gets cut off by Aaron right before she just swears at Sokozu. <laughs> I like that Pilot really doesn't like Sokozu. No, he can't stand her. But John is like, okay, why is it like that? Because, you know, obviously he believes Pilot. And Pilot explains. Something is attacking Moya's sensors. Mm-hmm. Her skin is burning all at once. And they're like, oh, crap, okay. Um, Pilot says, under these circumstances, a hull breach would go undetected. And they're like, okay, manual checks. 
and Aaron and Jen are going to do internal checks, and Dargo and John are going to go look outside. And so they go off to do that, and then Sakosa's like, has anyone heard from Scorpius? Yes, of course, Sakosa's the only person who would care about that. Yeah, and she comes to Scorpius, is like, are you okay? And he's like, I am alright, but uh, under the circumstances, I would appreciate being let out of this cell. And Rice is like, no. And yeah, everyone's like, absolutely not, hell no, nope. And so then John is coming uh, Naranti, and he's like, Hey, Grandma, where are you? Lunch lady, you there? And she doesn't answer, so he's like, Oh, great, we got MIA, that's good. I mean, do we care? <laughs> Not a huge amount. Like two weeks ago, we were prepared to have her, like, get shot. Yeah, but we actually, we do see where she is, because they're like, Okay, we've got to go look for her. But we cut to her in the kitchen. And she's muttering something, you know, she's just picking herself up off the floor, muttering something in an alien language or just some words below her breath, Mm -hmm. like almost like frantically. But we hear her, one word keeps being repeated, uh, which is flora. Yeah, and at the very end, as she looks out of the black window, she says, plants! Yeah, we get a shot from the outside of Moya, and we see that Moya is completely covered by this massive like vegetation this plant Mm -hmm. that's got greens and sort of purples and it's just covering all of moya Uh oh so that's bad space plants i guess that's possible yeah it's it's farscape yeah that's fair it's science fiction it's it's farscape's brand of sci-fi so it's Eh. yeah it's not the weirdest thing they've run across that is entirely true yeah the fact that i'm even considering the possibility of this working already says like okay that's (laughs) by no means as bad as some of the other stuff so uh rigel actually asks sakosa's like well what kind of plant lives in space and nobody really knows anything about this they haven't no one's come across this before and so john and dargo suit up dargo puts on his uh breathing mask john puts on his spacesuit because they're going to check the outside and they open the hatch and there's just fiber and tendrils all around it and they just open it and it's just completely covered yes yeah, even a drd that's completely encased in the stuff out there i like the again another nice line is that dargo says to john's like i've never seen anything like this before have you seen anything like this before and John says, Dargo, it wasn't that long ago I hadn't seen anything like you before. <laughs> I can't tell you, this is a weird plant, man. We got a weird plant. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so they're going to grab some samples. But even when they open the hatch, they can't see out into space because it's so dense. So, okay, we're going to take some samples and go back inside. And <laughs> now we get Scorpius. Yeah, Scorpius is like, I would really like to be let out now. Scorpius, you are not getting out. Well, the fire would disagree with that. Yeah, so I don't think the fire is going to honor that agreement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're like, oh, crap. <laughs> and Sikosa just bolts for the cell, and Jan's like, whoa, whoa, where are you going? And runs after her. And we then see Sikosu basically using a fire extinguisher to put out the fire in Scorpius' cell. And I love this. Jan just walks up to her, puts her gun against the side of her head, and it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, I am putting out the fire. Fire on this ship is our number one priority. He is a prisoner. The door stays closed at all times. She pulls Sikozu out, closes the door behind them. Well, what I like is that like, Scorpius is moving towards the door, but Chiana like, puts Sikozu against the wall, then like, hits the button to close the door, and it closes right in front of Scorpius's face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like... Ugh. <laughs> it's like for all we know he set that fire you don't know scorpius that well 
Not as well as we do. Mm. I love Scorpius's comeback though, because he's like, "Well, if I can set fires, I am very proficient at it." And he points down the hall, and there are many other things on fire <laughs> down the hall. They're like, "Oh, well, crap." Yeah, but Sokozu is so convinced that Scorpius isn't the threat, and she's so high and mighty about it. The little naive. Yeah, she's <sighs> she's really impressed with Scorpius as well. Yeah, Be- and I, I I'm certain that's his intelligence. Yeah, because when he says like, "I'm very good at set- I must be very good at setting fires," then, and you see her kind of turn and smile at him of clearly like, "Oh, nice, nice comeback," and like Sokozu. No. Don't trust that man. <laughs> that man would drop you like a rock once you serve no purpose anymore. Hmm. All right, so then we go back up to uh, John. John's like, okay, the plant's oozing something. The me- It's affecting like the mechanical parts. The metal is being corroded. Mm-hmm. And Aaron's like, well, okay, so Moya's biological fluids, they're rushing in to protect her internal organs. And so ruptures are happening all over the ship. Which is why there are things on fire, and it's basically it's putting out like a gas into the into the uh, ship, which is stinging everybody's eyes. Yeah, especially Dargo's because he has such a sensitive nose. Can't frilling breathe, and Aaron's like, "Well, we have to get it off Moya's skin." So Dargo's like, "Right, I have an idea. We can blast it off with Lola." It's not a bad idea. On the other hand, my response was like, "Hang on, I remember what happened to the last Leviathan you shot at." <laughs> well, it's just like to turn the power down, you know, not like full power shot. <laughs> And so Dargo and John get in Lola, and they first of all, they blast their way out of the hangar. They just make mm-hmm. a hole and go out. And they see Moya from the outside and see that she's completely covered in this plant. Yeah, it's like, ooh, that's bad. And then you hear a pilot over the comms, how bad is it? And John just whispers to Dargo, do we tell him? No. Nothing we can't handle, pilot, it's fine. We'll have it off soon enough, and we are off the air. Okay. All right. <laughs> And John asks, like, shouldn't we wait for Granny to come back with a report? And Dargo's like, no. See plant, shoot plant. That simple. <laughs> yeah, there is some good, again, some more good little bits of banter between John and Dargo in this uh, scene while they're in Lola. And so they're uh, targeting. We've seen them do this before where John's flying, Dargo's targeting. And so John's like, I need some more of your DNA. And Dargo's like, okay. And spits on John's hand. <laughs> Direct application. And John's like, oh, I hate this ship, it's so messy. And we actually cut back inside to mm-hmm. Pilot's Den and uh, Aaron. Because Moya's being damaged, all the lights are on low and there's actually there's red lighting everywhere. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I don't think we mentioned this before, and I should have mentioned this a couple episodes ago. Actually, last episode. Pilot actually has a new puppet. Oh, really? It's because we haven't seen Pilot for a while, so it's harder to tell. But it's it's basically a slightly more detailed and upgraded version of his original design i legit did not notice that yeah it's uh you can going back and looking between it's mostly around the sort of eyebrows they're a lot more detailed and a bit more expressive mm-hmm. which is good and it, it looks just uh more detailed in the sense that it's got more shading on it rather than being like more flat colored than the old pu- puppet was it's just uh, something that's you know, it's not a big deal. Still looks like Pilot. Still looks good. In fact, looks a little bit better. But we didn't mention it last episode. Well, I didn't notice, so... Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I had that in my notes, but I just uh, glossed over it. Because it's not super important, but there you go. It's like when they, you know, replace the Rigel puppet, which they've mm. done several times. You don't really notice unless you go back and look at previous episodes. Yeah, that's true. 
But anyway, so Aaron is in Pilot's Den, and Aaron says, how did we miss this thing? And Pilot's like, well, we didn't. We thought it was debris. Yeah, and then we were distracted by the wormhole, and it snuck up on us. And Aaron's like, okay, don't give up. But Pilot says, like, if Moya's skin becomes irreparably damaged, she will not recover. And Aaron says, we'll fix it. And this is the first time in a while we've seen this kind of scene again between Aaron and Pilot. And it's, it's it's good to have them back together because we know that they have that close relationship. And we can see that Aaron is trying to reassure Pilot that everything will be okay. So we then cut back out to John and Dargo. And John's like, okay, we got one last chance, so we should we should wait on this. And Taco's like, what? No, so so Naranti can tell us how to make a great salad. No, see plant, kill plant. And John's like, that should be on the Luxon coat of arms. <laughs> and again, we cut back in, and we see that Chiana is walking through the corridors, and we see that Aaron is standing in one spot. Yeah, looking at a gas leak. And Chiana's like, hey, there's a there's a leak. I like how they're both stand. Like, Aaron is standing there with her arms crossed, and Chana, arms to the sides, like, just for a moment, they're just looking at each other, and Chana's <laughs> like, why? Oh, it's a leak of this and this gas, it lingers in the bloodstream. Chana's like, okay. She steps backwards, so she doesn't have to, uh, keeps her mouth away from it, closes it. It's never stopped you before. Yeah, and Aaron just straight up says, just, yeah, well, this time I'm pregnant. Chana's like, wait, what? Uh, wait, how, how, how long? How long? It's like, before or after you left Moya? And uh, she says, before, does Crichton know? And Aaron says, yeah. But now we get an extra twist in this tale. Oh, yes. Because Aaron actually isn't sure if it's John's. Wait, what? And we're like, oh, yeah. And John's like, well, was so is the other Crichtons aboard Talon. And like, no, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. Aaron only found out she was pregnant on the command carrier. And she hasn't had it DNA tested yet. So she doesn't know who's... It is. And I'm thinking, like, wait, who else? Crace? No, it couldn't be Crace. I, I, that's what I was worried about as well. I was like, Crace? Like, no, no, no. I mean, they came closer than I would have liked. You know? Yeah, but... I'm, but I don't think so. No. And I'm just scratching my head, like, who else? Stark? No. No. <laughs> right? <The> only, no. <laughs> Jenna, I don't think that's how it works. I'm just, I'm just thinking, like... Who else has she had any romantic relationship with, aside from John, for the last two cycles? Well, there was some time she spent off camera after Talon John died. That is a possibility, yes. So, it's possible? Because what confused me at first was when Chiana said, before or after you left Moya, which refers to the end of season three. Yeah. Not just going, not going on Talon. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Because Aaron's says it could it's possible it could be the other Johns, but she doesn't know. And one of the responses Chiana gives I find very interesting because she says just like resting her head against the wall looking at Aaron, like, your life is so much more interesting than mine. Like, that's an interesting comparison, Chiana. Especially coming from you. But what Aaron says is like John doesn't doesn't know that it might not be his and I don't want you to tell him and Chiana's like, no, that, that that's your secret. That's your speech yeah. for him. And Aaron's like, can I trust you? And Chiana's like, yes, of course you can. Yeah, yeah. And she grabs her hand. She's like, come here. And especially when she holds Aaron's hand against her face. And like, I'm seeing shades of sun. Yeah, she's kind of taking on that, binding the team together a little bit. 
that role. So after this scene, we cut back out again to John and Dargo, and they're like getting ready to fire. Look, it will be on low power. It will just will hit the thing or burn it off. Moya won't feel a thing. And Dargo says, like, John, there is something I've been wanting to say that I haven't been able to put into words for um, quite a long time. I really love shooting things. <laughs> such a good line. I love it's it. It's a great build-up to her. It's like, he's going to say something very profound. And nope. he, just, he just turns like, I love shooting things. <laughs> <laughs> and just with the right amount of, he really does. Like, I love shooting things. Uh, but before they fire, they come into Sokozo and Naranti. So, like, have you found anything? And we're in the kitchen again, and Naranti's got like a pan full of the plant. And like, mm. Sokoza says, no, nothing unexpected. It secretes acid, it eats through metal, then it eats the dissolved metal. That's how it feeds. Okay, then we shoot it. And then as they get ready to fire, and they just shoot, Naranti's like, picks up the pot, and the bottom drops out of it. And she's like, ah, ah, no, no. And they open fire, the blast hits the plant, burns away some of it. The outside, like... The majority of it just gets burned away. You can still see some patches on the outside, but... Yeah, and also, actually, this syncs up because, like, I love shooting things, and he shoots, and he's like, and I'm very good at it. Yep. (laughs) And Randy's just freaking out inside, and she goes, like... I don't understand. Tell me, what are you trying to say? Eventually, Naranti's able to get out. like, don't shoot the plant! Don't fire! And then Sokozu gets them on comms. It's like, hold your fire! Don't shoot! Hold, hold your fire! Hold your fire! And Dari's like, see? They didn't even feel it. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he, he actually kind of, he does that little, like, chef's kiss with his hand. It's like, beautiful (laughs) (laughs) perfect calibration on the gun yeah but then we hear them say that's like no don't shoot the plant and they're like oh you can just see dargo and john look at each other like ah crap so they come back inside and dargo's like well if it was so important she should have said so earlier it's like i was trying to get through sukozu says but dargo's like look it's fine it's dead no, the plant ate through the pot rather than be boiled. <laughs> to his Aaron response, yeah, wouldn't you as well? <laughs> but it's a defense mechanism. So because it was attacked, it increased its... Basically, it got more aggressive and it ate its way through Moya's hull and is now inside the ship. Well, Dargo does make a good point where he's like, look, I shot it. I didn't boil it. It just one shot killed it. So it's it should be dead. But yeah, John pulls on some roots in like a panel from the ceiling. There's still a few dead roots, that's all. Yeah, but he pulls it and then just this, there's this whole mass of like uh, plant inside. Yeah, it's like everybody's like, oh, oh, burning eyes. And I, all I'm thinking is like, it's in the walls. It's in the goddamn walls. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, but because it's got worse, uh, they actually, well, they come pilot and it's like, how is Moya? It's like, maybe a little bit worse, actually. Like, oh, crap. So the Moya's defenses are releasing more of that gas, so the eyes are really stinging and they're really having trouble breathing, so they get gas masks on and goggles for some of them. And we we actually kind of fade out on and we come back and Chiana's been up in a duct in the ceiling investigating, looking around. She comes down and she's like, I'm not, I'm not going back up there again. I'm not doing it. No. She's clearly freaking out a little bit. How, what did you see? Well, plants everywhere. One tear up, two tears down, as far as I could see. Yeah, she's she's clearly, like, really, really freaked out by this mm. for some reason. I mean, can you imagine crawling through just plant 
and see nothing but plant. And there's acid that's eating away, and there's this gas that's stinging your eyes. You're like, ah, no, no, no. And so Aaron takes her away to help. Dargo's like, oh, this is my fault. I shouldn't have done this. And like, John says, like, well, we all agreed to the plan, which is probably a first for us. <laughs> <laughs> we all screwed up. Yeah. I do like that Dargo says, like, no, it's my fault, despite it. It not really being his fault. Well, because, you know, he just went headlong of, like, we're going to shoot, we're just going to blow it up. Because he suggested it, but, uh, yeah, John says everyone agreed to it. So, yeah, they all screwed up. And then the lights go down because the plant is inside of Moya. And Rizal's pestering Pilot's like, well, find the problem and fix it. Pilot's like, basically, buzz off. And so we see Chiana and Dargo meet up in the corridor. And he's like, oh, this plant's everywhere, this is my fault, and oh, I shouldn't have done this... But it's it's in the ship. I think it's spawning. Well, that's not the only thing spawning around here. And Dargo's like, wait, what? You're pregnant? And Chiara's like, no, not me. Aaron. Does John know? <laughs> Dargo's like, Aaron's pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, but Chiana's like, the funny thing is, uh, it might not be John's kid. We don't know. And Dargo's like, does John know that? Well, he knows Aaron's pregnant, but he, he doesn't know that it might not be his. Well, he should know. Like... Don't don't tell him, but he's my friend. He's like, well, yeah, but maybe it was the John on Talon. Like, they have the same DNA. And it's like, well, it might not be John Crichton's baby. And he's like, well, then whose is it? It's like, that's a good question. Who told you this? And there's a brief moment where Chiana's like, shit, I can't actually tell the truth because he'd lynch me. And it's <laughs> he like, found uh, uh, Rigel told me. <laughs> but please, promise you won't say anything. But he, he deserves to know. Like, he has to know, right? It's like, just please don't tell him. Then they walk off throughout this whole scene i am going jenna what the hell are you doing no why why do you just fess up immediately like you're supposed to keep a secret don't tell chiana your secrets no she's just just blabbing it to like she doesn't even accidentally let it slip she's just like when she says well it's not the only thing spawning's like "Mm, i didn't say anything she's oh no she's just forthcoming with all the information like it's everything like, oh aaron's pregnant also it might not be john's hey what's up like what the hell oh crap okay fine fine what have we learned never tell chiana anything yeah she cannot keep a secret to save her life all right so then we actually see naranti and sakozu again and they're still in the kitchen cleaning up and working on the plant and naranti seems a bit she seems sad she's actually like looking off and this is a more lucid moment from her where she says like this leviathan is in pain it's dying leviathans are good good things shouldn't have to die and sikos is like well that's why we have to work on this plant she's also like irritated by i think her third eye itching yeah but the thing is she can't risk scratching it because she might go blind no bad to scratch bad to scratch can't scratch and sikos says like well we just have to get to work and Naranti's like, well, I don't know. What do, what do I do? What what do we do? And Sikosu's like, well, how about maybe a poison? Oh, I've made poisons. Many poisons before. I know lots of poisons. They're like, okay, good, good. That's a start. Sikosu's like, yeah, I believe that. <laughs> and then, so then we see Scorpius in his cell. And he's noticed something odd because there's plant growing into the cell. But when he goes near to it, it kind of retreats and curls up and backs away something's very odd there he's able to get into some of the controls in the wall and basically he turns a light back on in his cell because the plant like backs away from him hmm interesting then we cut back to chiana and Aaron, who are investigating the neural cluster 
and there's no plant in in there because it's all neural tissue there's no metal really and Aaron's like well we're not finished there are other nodes we need to check and Chiana's like all right I'll go and Aaron says like oh by the way um you know that conversation we had you mean the conversation about the uh... I was like yeah that yep that's right but you know <laughs> that's literally what they do <laughs> that sound Aaron's like yeah could you um, forget we had that conversation. I actually really regret telling you that. I wish I hadn't. I may not even tell John. Chiana's just like, uh, um, uh, okay, I, I guess, sure, I won't, I won't, I won't tell him. I'm like, okay, I'll just forget. That's fine. I didn't tell anyone. And then Aaron goes off and Chiana's just like, Frell. <laughs> like, yeah, Chiana, you screwed up. Yeah, that's why you do, that's why you keep your secrets. Also, yeah, Aaron was completely right to regret telling Chiana. I mean, she doesn't know that, but yeah, you should not have told her. I love that Chiana's like, crap. In the other case, I could have kept it quiet until she told John so that that it's not that bad that I told somebody else. And now she's like, oh, oh, crap. Yeah. Uh (sighs) Uh-oh. Nice one, Chiana. Nice going. It's it's funny because it is a fairly quick turnaround of Aaron being like, yeah, I wish I hadn't told you that now. I feel awkward. But Chiana's like, well, I need you needed to tell someone, right? It's like, yeah, I, I really regret telling you that. I probably won't even tell John. So, yeah, that's fun. All right, so <laughs> then we go to see that John actually got calmed by Scorpius. There's something down here needs your attention. Okay, I mean, you have me here. What is it? And Scorpius shows John. He's like, watch. So he goes over to the plant in the wall and it recoils from him. And John's like, okay, I'm coming in. And he opens the door, points the gun at Scorpius. He's like, okay, back over there. Okay, yeah, no, it is retreating from you. And he comes up to Aaron. It's like, okay, looks like Aud- Audrey here. <laughs> Little shop of horrors. Very nice, very nice. Ah, nice. And says like that uh, the plant has good taste because it yeah. doesn't like Scorpius. <laughs> Aaron's like, well, I also have good news. There's, she's, she's checked the rest of the stuff and there is no plant in the neural cluster. And it's like, all right, so it doesn't, Likes metal, doesn't like tubray tissue, so okay, we're good. I like that tubray came back there. Yeah, like n- nice little callbacks, little little details. It's like that's a term we know. And like, well, okay, doesn't like tubray tissue. Okay, brain function should be fine. We should be a- kaboom, just explosion <laughs> on the ship. Like, ah, crap! And Aaron gets knocked down to the floor. Like John's like, Aaron, Aaron, are you there? And Aaron clearly not responding because she's like, I'm busy, John. I'm trying to not die here. She scrambles up a ladder, which leads her to Pilot's Den. It's like, okay, I'm fine. I'm at Pilot's Den. Pilot, are you okay? And she walks across the bridge there, and we see that Pilot is kind of unconscious. But there's some plant growing over him. And then as she reaches him, he just sits up and is like, ah, starts screaming and convulsing. It's just like like leaking out of the mouth and almost barfing up plant yeah it's kind of yeah it's really depressed it's really distressing he's like plant ah." i saw that bit of horror coming yeah (laughs) especially when he's just like sat there lying down with the plant covering him you're like oh he's gonna move for a second there i thought he was possessed by the plant but yeah i was thinking the same thing like it was gonna speak through him which wouldn't be the first time something like that's happened to pilot energy writers try done that before yeah but that doesn't happen he's just got plant all up in him and he's not okay with it so yeah then we go down to see john and dargo or john dargo and sakosa actually they're in um scorpius's chamber and they're like well okay let's see is it the coolant what part of scorpius is it and so they pick up the coolant rods and wave that at the plant 
and then the plant re- retracts again so it's like aha it's the coolant rod or at least something in the coolant rod yeah and well they're like well what happened you know there's no metal in the tube ray tissues like no there's metal in the regulators electrolyte regulators i think yeah and so they got jammed and exploded and that's what happened and we actually see that aaron has taken scorpius out of they've taken scorpius out of his chamber and tied him up literally in chains and then put in pilot's den on the controls which makes sense because it's like okay let's use this deterrent that we know works and put it right against the most important person infected by the uh, by the plant like here scorpius keep your head close to pilot please <laughs> but of course they chain him up and he's like well, i just want to help you there is no need for these restraints and aaron says like yes i believe you but the rest doesn't and I don't even think Aaron believes it completely. Probably not completely. It it does seem a bit odd that uh, Aaron would completely trust Scorpius. I know he saved her life, but remember, like, this is Scorpius we're talking about. Saving Aaron's life serves a purpose for him. I mean, he he's killed her before, technically the Neuro clone, but... Yeah, although, really, the purpose that saving her life serves for him seems to be... To get John to not immediately kill him on sight. That's fair. <laughs> you know. So yeah, he's tied up on Pilot's den, and because he's repelling the plant, Pilot is somewhat able to regain control. Mm-hmm. So yeah, back in Scorpius's chamber, they found out yes, it is the coolant rods. Yep. And they gather up all of them that they have. That Scorpius got a little carry case with them in, and so they have like a bunch of them. And Sikozu says, "Right, okay, we'll see how far I can dilute this down." Once Sikozu leaves, Dargo turns to John's like, Hey, John, I know Aaron's pregnant. It's like, you do? Yeah, who told you? Like, Chiana told me. How did Chiana know? <laughs> yeah, Rigel told her. And John's like, oh, great, the whole ship knows. Good. Well, maybe not Moya, but yes. <laughs> but then Dargo tells him that, look, Aaron isn't sure. And the wording on this is is actually kind of important. It's like, Aaron isn't sure if the child is John Crichton's. Yeah, I like how he says that. Yeah, not that it's not yours or the other Crichton's or, you know, from before when it was just the one Crichton. It's not John Crichton's, you know, to, to encompass all of those possibilities. Mm-hmm. And John does say, like, the thought had crossed my mind. Yeah, and I like that. It's like, yes, we did see that. We saw that in um, Crichton Kicks. Yeah, right, because he was talking about Stark or... If it's got, like, a little goatee and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what was the one? It's like, what if it's uh, really irritating and farts a lot? It's like, all oh, then we'll know it's yours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I like that John's kind of, like, he's kind of... He's fairly calm through this, but he's also a bit, like, distant. He's just like, yep, the thought had crossed my mind. And we see that, actually, like, Dargo's, like, looking a bit apprehensive, and John's like, go on, like, you clearly have something to say. Uh, What do you think I should do? And Dargo says, wait, I think either way, you're going to get hurt, so look after yourself. I love that line. I love that Dargo says that, like, look, just... Take care of yourself, man. Like, Dargo, the, the past few episodes, we've really got back to that um, that friendship between John and Dargo mm. that's been growing this whole time. You remember back in season one, back in... What, uh, Till the Blood Runs Clear? Till the Blood Runs Clear, yeah. where they were like, I'm not sure we can be friends, maybe we can be allies. Grr, grr, and, you know, he goes out to shake his hand and he puts the sword out. Now they're like best friends. They're, they're literally their best buddies. These two care about each other a lot. And I love that Dargo, again, from that angry man that he was, young man, I guess, that he was at the start of the series, he's really grown into like this caring friend 
of most of the crew. Yeah, we've seen him go from just angry to passionate mm -hmm. about everything. You know, that's you know a much uh, wider scope, and he's much more mature now, emotionally mature about how it deals with certain things. And he, he also has learned to know when to rein in those emotions once in a while. Yeah, I, I really like... Dargo seems to be like... He's he's a he's a really good friend to John in this episode. He's like, I just... You deserve to know and just take care of yourself. Like, I think either way you're going to get hurt. So mm -hmm. just be cool, man. And like, I hope you're okay. And John's like, yeah, all right. Thanks, man. And walks off. And then we cut to Naranti and Sokozu. <laughs> Oh, yes, this scene. Yeah, these two interacting is great. Because they're in the kitchen and they're trying to figure out what poisons are going to work on the plant. And Naranti's just like, hmm, what about this? Ooh, yes, it tastes like this the tea. And she's drinking Scorpius's fluids. Like, yeah. Oh. The, oh. the coolant rod, yeah. And like, is like, we're not concerned with how it tastes, you. <laughs> no, I'm not going to insult you. Calm, just relax. We need to figure out what part of the coolant solution is repelling it. Is it one single part? Is it a compound? Oh, no, no, no. No, I don't think uh, that way. I think in a casserole or maybe in ground meat that it actually would uh, enhance the taste quite well. <laughs> and Sokoja just looks at her like, you defy the whole theory of natural selection. Oh, do I? <laughs> she laughs about it. It's like, oh, do I? <laughs> I would like to second that motion, Sokoza's motion, as as an, as somebody with a biology degree. I agree. <laughs> she does defy that. Uh, and Sokoza's like, look, this crew is trying to save us and this ship. And if they if their plan fails, we need to find out what does work. We need. They're basically there's. They're doing a backup plan, trying to isolate the element from the coolant stuff metatextually i'm being like oh they're working on a backup plan well we know what's going to happen in the first plan yeah <laughs> but just just naranti and sokozu working together like sokozu just being really irritated naranti just being like hmm oh tastes like tea and oh yes in a casserole oh. oh it's really funny it's really good so we go then to command and we see that rigel is kind of slumped over like sad on a console and dargo comes in it's like, hey, where are you? You were supposed to be helping us. Yeah, check the airflow. You do it. Dargo's like, hey, you're often insufferable, but it's not your fault. I was in command. And Dargo says, like, we can't avoid something that we can't detect. There are so many reasons you should hate yourself right now. <laughs> this isn't one of them. <laughs> yeah, this isn't one of them. It's like, yes, no, you're absolutely right. There are a lot of reasons Rachel should hate himself, but... Yeah, well, I like that Rigel does blame himself because, like, I was captain, it was my responsibility. And Dargo's like, well, look, we couldn't see it. Pilot and Moya did their job. They did exactly what they're supposed to do, but they just they couldn't see it. So Yeah, no orders you would have given would have changed anything. Don't feel bad about that. You should feel bad about the fact that you're sulking while everyone else is out there risking their lives. Yeah, now check the oxygen levels. But the thing is, he's not really being angry with Rigel. No. And... Again, with that maturity, Dargo has actually grown quite a lot, and he's not immediately flying off the handle at Rigel. He recognizes what Rigel is, you know, thinking. And he tells him, like, look, do your job. I need you. We need you on the job. Yeah, we need you just to monitor something. You can do that. And so Rigel's like, okay. So, yeah, again, like, Dar Dargo's been doing quite well this episode. Uh-huh. So then we see John and Aaron, actually. 
are in their spacesuits because they're going into the ventilation, the fan room. There's a there's a room that it basically it's it's from moving air around the ship. It's basically a big fan. There's like two big fans that are um, they're horizontal. There's a new room inside Moya we've not seen before actually, which is interesting. New set, but they're going to go in there. The plan is going to go in there and they're going to move the uh, fluid through Moya by vapor, I think, and hopefully that'll push away the plant. They diluted Scorpius's little um, coolant rods into like two buckets. And John says to Pilot, "Like, are we going to be okay in there?" And <laughs> Pilot is is in pain, but he's like, "Well, this provides airflow through Moya, and that that and just basically explains what it does." And John's like, "Well, that was very PBS. Um, I'll take that as a yes." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they grab the buckets, and uh, once they're in the room, John's like, "Hey, Aaron, you want to talk?" Oh, wow! I'm glad you waited until now to bring this subject up. And John says, "Yeah, I got pretty good at waiting." Yeah, but they put the buckets of the the liquid, you know, under the two fans. John and Aaron, they don't actually get to talk about um, what they want because they're like, well, well, let's let's do this first. So they put the buckets under there. Rigel's like, even the DRDs have given up. The, f- the fungus, this plants everywhere. He says the fungus is everywhere. Rigel, I'd like to point out that a fungus is not the same as a plant. Yes. <laughs> Very basic biology. They are not the same thing. They are completely different groups. Just so you know. The same amount of difference between, I don't know, an animal and a plant as there is between a plant and a fungus. I'd have to check the web of life to be sure if the distance is as much. But yeah, a leaf of grass is closer to a tree than it is, than like a similar sized plant is to a similar sized fungus. Ah, right. Yes. And so John and Aaron have put the the buckets underneath the fans. They're just, they're basically, the liquid's going to evaporate into the air and get moved through the airstream throughout Moya. And Aaron's like, you know, we don't have a contingency plan. This will have to work. And John's like, well, this will work. Unless this thing is able to mutate a resistance in like five to ten minutes, we're going to be fine. What does he say? Nothing can go wrong, or... Yeah, he says, this will work unless that plant can mutate in five minutes. What could possibly go wrong? That's what he says. What could possibly go wrong? And immediately he's like, oh crap, I did not just say that. Because then, (laughs) of course, things go wrong. I love that he has the presence of mind to realize, oh crap, what did I just say? (laughs) Because we see some close-ups of the plant crawling over the fans and it gets caught in the mechanism. And so the fans drop down and smash on the ground and knock over the buckets to give you an idea of the fans think of like one of those um water wheels yeah but it's on its side but it's at like chest height you know it's quite quite large so yeah as soon as he's like uh what could go wrong i was like oh tell me i, I did not just say that and then crash and thud and everything falls down because the plant had wrapped itself around the axle of those those wheels and it just breaks and pieces of it go flying out and they hit the buckets, and the buckets just empty into the drain. And then he notices Aaron got hit by the falling debris, and she's bleeding. Oh crap, oh crap, and picks her up and takes her with him. And he also says, like, the witch's brew is down the drain, we have a problem. Time for that backup plan. <laughs> so we see that John, John's got Aaron out of the room and says, like, where does it hurt? Aaron's like, yeah, where it's bleeding. Yeah, she slaps his hand away. <laughs> and she gets up. She's, she's okay, but she's a little hurt. 
Rigel gets on the comms and is like, Crichton, when is your frelling wormhole going to open again? We've drifted directly over the coordinates. Uh-oh. And Aaron's like, um, okay, Dargo, can you move Moya with Lola? Possibly, but is it worth the risk? And Scorpius is on the comms and he's just like, it's hardly worth the effort. This Leviathan is gone. It's dying. Yeah, because at that point, Pilot has already gone unconscious again. But Dargo says, no, okay, it's worth the risk. And then <laughs> we cut we cut to Sokozu Naranti again. Yes. And this time Sokozu has her hands around Naranti's neck. She's like, tell them what we found out. There is a solution. Oh, it's some... Uh, what, what was it? She's like, it isolated the compound. It's it's cilantrum. <laughs> Tingles on the palate. Uh, uh, mildly radioactive. <laughs> it's like, I think Sokozu squeezes a little bit harder at that it's point. Like, eh. And Dargo's like, well, great, but we don't have any coolant rods left. And Sokozu's like, do you know, not know anything about your own ship? Sokozu is kind of done with all this. Pardon the expression, shit. Yeah, and Sokozu says, it's within Moya's filter system. Tubes of it run throughout the ship. So if we can use that, we can we can then kill off the plant with it. So John, he calls 1812 over. And it's like, okay, 1812, get the other, all the other DRDs, you know, even spacing on every tier, gun set to minimum, place yourselves out, tell your cousins to get to work. And 1812 is like, and drives off. <laughs> and at this point, a bunch of other people have also joined them in the hangar bay on the ship. It's basically almost everybody is piling into Dargo's ship. Yeah. Uh, because they're going to fill Moya with this gas. And then ignite it. Yeah, and to sort of blast it through and get rid of the plant. Aaron is like, okay, I'm pretty sure I've set up a simple command to ignite all DRDs at the same time. And John is like, okay, good, get back here. She's like, no, no, I can stay here. I can activate this. They're like, well, what about the radiation? And Aaron says, like, I'm fine. I can deal with it. And John says, well, yeah, but what about the baby? And you can see them back sitting in... Uh, Lola, and then you hear Scorpius over the comms. Scorpius is like, if you'll untie me, I'm willing to help. And everybody is like, no! <laughs> except Sokozu. Yeah, of course. <laughs> everybody in sync says no, except Sokozu. And they're like, no, we're not untying you. You'd stay there. <laughs> Dargo's like, yeah, Dargo has to be there to fly the ship. Sokozu's like, look, even the mildest amount of radiation would destroy three of my organs. I'd be dead before I could push the button. And then everybody looks back towards Rigel. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that Naranti even nudges him. It's like, hmm, you. Actually, I, everyone apart from Chiana and John are in the ship because Chiana and John are going to stay on the ship to do part one part of the plan. Yeah, they need to get the gas into the filtration system. Yeah, so um, Rigel comes out. John's like, hey, Sparky, going, Captain going down with the ship? You wish. <laughs> and Rigel goes off to relieve Aaron, and Aaron goes to Dargo's ship. So, because we have John and Chiana there, they're going to go back into the fan room. John's like, are you going to be okay? And Chiana says, yeah, my skin reflects radiation. We don't turn, but, you know, we don't get hurt either. Yeah, and she's covering John in some sort of, uh, like, makeup or some, or some sort it of solution. Basically, it's like sun cream, but it's like a golden color. Mm-hmm. That is, she's wiping it on his face. Yeah, it's like... But I need to make sure you're applied uh, correctly. Scaring about something about having more kids? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember what stuff that is. They use that in Crackers Don't Matter. 
when John was going with the sword and the shield, they they covered him in the, in similar stuff. Yeah, they did. No, they covered him in puke. Who says this isn't puke? Well, that puke wasn't golden color. It's not. I don't think it's the same. Thing. Oh yeah, no, you're right. That was green. Yeah, no, yeah, that right. was green. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, and that was that was also Zan predigested that. Right, make, and Zan can't. It, it was Zan's anymore. puke, and you know, yeah, no, Zan's yeah, not around yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Jeez, Red, get your continuity right. Jeez. Ooh, oh, God. <laughs> That's it, you're fired. No. <laughs> I'm so sorry I can't remember something from the first season we recorded a year ago. Turn in your gun and badge, okay? You're off the force. I'm a loose gun and a damn fine cop, let's be honest. That's true, you get results. All right, you can come back. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, she's painted that on John's face, and he's going to have his spacesuit on. So he might be okay from the radiation, hopefully. John Crichton's and radiation, they have a bad history together. Yeah, we've already lost one to it. Like, Yeah, let's not lose another one. So um, they get ready. So everybody goes off in Lola. And so John and Chiana go into the fan room and they're like, okay, we have to jam this one so that it will move through Moya. Yeah, because this is the filtration system. And what they want is they want to have it go into Moya, but not come back into the filtration room to be filtered out. So the back one, they need to jam. Because they're in the filtration system, there's like there's this high air current being blown through there. And uh, they're like, okay, it's like a wind tunnel in here. Right, let's do this. And Chiana has a pole and she just jams it into uh, the, the fan in the back and has to kind of hold it there. Interestingly enough, Chiana is not wearing a spacesuit. So apparently Nabari can exist in either this type of gas or uh, relatively low oxygen environments. I figured the spacesuit in this case was for John's protection from radiation. Not, not entirely, because Aaron and John were wearing this spacesuit before when they were in this room, and there was no radiation at that point. That's true. Gianna does have some goggles on, mm-hmm. but it, it's, it must be like this atmosphere she's okay in. She's yeah, that makes sense. Because there is still air in there, but it's maybe there's... Extra, you know, extra chemicals and things being yeah, and that, that out. her skin isn't attacked by that, but Aaron and John would have been. So they jam the fan, and John like jumps up, grabs a tube from the ceiling, and starts pointing it out one end of the the room, and it's being sucked through. And so it gets it starts filling up Moya. We actually see it like roll through the corridors with a little DRD scooting along. And John says that he was like, "Okay, we've got to make sure we do this right. If we ignite the purple haze to." You know, if there's too much, we ignite the purple haze, it'll blow up Moya. Or... Too little and won't kill the plant too much, and it will blow Moya sky high. And so as the mist goes through the ship, it eventually gets to Pilot's Den. And uh, Rigel is down there because he's got, got to activate the command sequence, but... Oh, no, it's Scorpius, actually, who said that. Like, too much, yeah, too much, and we blow up the ship, too little, and it won't work. And Rigel's just like, Scorpius, do me a favor and just shut up so at least i can die happy or actually no please die first so i can die happy yeah so my last moments can be uh, joyous <laughs> he says. but when the mist reaches pilots then because it's mildly radioactive and it's the compound that's in scorpius's coolant rods and he's like oh you can see him sort of inhaling it a bit and it's like oh this mist is this radiation this mist is making me stronger or i was just like wait radioactive mist makes you stronger and scorpius says perhaps my last moments will be joyous <laughs> like, as well oh uh-huh. so we cut to outside we see them in lola like right up against moya and so they start pushing moya clear of the wormhole 
uh, coordinates. Mm-hmm. Lolara is actually like really small compared to Moya, but it's like pushing from one end, just really heavily, like engines on full, just to kind of turn it away from uh, the location. Fun thing about space, if there's no friction, you can do that, no matter yeah. sm- how small the ship is. It might just take a bit of time, but they're mm-hmm. able to move Moya. And John's counting down to the wormhole coming up, and this time... This time he gets it right. He starts counting it four seconds away. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, coming in in four, three, dos, uno. And then, whoop, there he, got, he gets it right this time. The best part is, like, they're, they're clear of the wormhole. They're like, okay, we're fine. We're good. We're okay. I like that Dargo says, gee, thanks for the advanced wording. Now get it done. <laughs> and John comes to 1812, and John's like, okay, the mist is spread. We're good to go. All right, Rigel, ignite it. Like, start the command sequence for the DRDs. And then Pilot wakes up and is like, ah, wormhole, wormhole, and grabs Rigel by the neck. It's like, ah, ah, freaking out. Trying to help, let me go. Put me down, Pilot. And everybody else is like, Rigel, Rigel, push the button. And yeah, Pilot is like freaking out. He's got Rigel by the neck. Scorpius tries to sit up, but he's chained to the console. And he's like, eh. Uh, and then we see Sokozu again reiterates like too much mist will cause an explosion will blow up Moira they have to do it now and Rigel's trying to get to the controls but Pilot's got him by the neck so Scorpius is able to leap like jump forward a little bit and hack off Pilot's arm I think he just breaks it I'm not entirely sure if he chops it off well I think he does maybe not the whole arm but like at like the elbow or one of it it's just like part of it just falls off so that Rigel's able to scramble back up and hit the button yeah and all DRDs shoot the gas ignites there's a large flash of radiation we see this actually see in the vent room we see Janna and John's skeletons as yeah. as the radiation goes <laughs> you, through you know you're kind of stereotypical like sci-fi this is radiation that's and, what radiation does and, and i'm also thinking like wait hang on if we can see their bones doesn't that mean the radiation actually goes through them and isn't stopped on the outside that's the thing it can go through them but that doesn't mean it's okay <laughs> the damage it can do on the way through that's exactly my point i was thinking like Gianna said like my skin reflects radiation if that were the case we wouldn't be able to see her bones yeah it's weird and also <laughs> They're like radiation, like, so you can see through people because radiation, like, you know, like x-rays, like, that's just... Not how it works. That's really not how it works. You wouldn't see it with your eyes. Uh, It's sci-fi radiation. Okay, fine, whatever. (laughs) Like, the fact that you can detect it with your eyes, I slightly accept, but it's like... It's supposed to reflect off of them. Yeah, we, yeah. if we go from the internal logic that we've set up in this episode, it reflect off Chiana at least, but... Uh, yeah, it well, should be um, bright. They should be bright as all the radiation is reflected into our eyes. Yeah, off of her and maybe off of John because of some of the stuff they put on him. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Also, radiation... Radiation doesn't always just glow, you know, okay? No, but that's a shorthand I'll accept. Yeah, that's... Yeah, okay, we're used to that. But anyway, so they blast through the ship. Moira is not destroyed. We see, actually, from the outside, we see underneath the skin of Moira, we see, like, uh, it glow a little bit, the brightness from the gas being ignited. The, so the plant has been burned off. and But then Chiana falls down and gets sucked towards a fan... Uh, the basically the fan that was the vertical fan that was pushing the mist through the ship she gets dragged yeah. towards it john grabs her by the pants by the pan one of the leg of her pants and just holding the tube trying to stop her and he's like 
Rigel, turn off the fans. Rigel's like, but nobody ever told me anything about fans. I don't know what uh, what button, what button. Ah. And I'm thinking like, Rigel, there's only one button that is upright right now. That's the one you're supposed to press. Yeah, but he's freaking out and he doesn't know what to do. Like, ah, oh, he just gets it in time. Yeah, it's like this whole, it's an extended sequence where you can see that the pipe is also slowly breaking and Chiana's being pulled closer to the fan. She's like arms backwards because otherwise they'd be chopped off. And then just in times, like he turns it off and they're like, oh. And then they have a great exchange, Chiana and John, because John's just like, because uh, she stands up and he's lying there laughing. It's like, you still have your pants on, at least. Yeah, and Chiana says like, well, that's the first. And you can see that because of the way that she was held, the, the part of her leg uh, pants have been stretched. Yeah, it's been, like, dragged down a little bit. The crotch area is, like, way lo- way more stretched out, way lower. And she's like, John's like, that's a good look for you. <laughs> and Shiana's like, ah, oh, frail you, whatever. <laughs> she just and, like, wobbles hit- away. Hitches them up. As she leaves, John's just still lying there laughing on yeah. the floor. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's pretty good. It's It's minor, but it's a fun exchange between the two. Yeah, so then, okay, we've done it. We solved the problem. So now it's time for, you know, the final few scenes of the episode now that things have calmed down. And so we cut to, obviously some time has passed. The plant has been removed. Pilot is feeling much better. He's okay. He has his arm in a sling. Yeah. <laughs> which is why I thought it was broken. But um, Pilot announces the results of the voting. They've taken a vote. He says, all of us here, including myself, Moyer abstained. Scorpius didn't get a vote. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> we have the results. That's eight votes total. And he reads them out and he says, we have uh, one vote for Dominar Rigel. And you can, we have reaction shots from various members of the crew when this... That was Rigel voting for himself because yeah. there's nobody else who would vote for him. We also see him like, hmm, look up. <laughs> yeah. And then one vote for Aaron. And we, I'm fairly sure, like, I bet that was Pilot's vote. Yeah, that was mine as well. That's Pilot voted for Aaron. That has to be the case. Yeah, and that makes sense. We know, we know that they have that close relationship, mm-hmm. which is why I like that we had that scene earlier with the two of them to just, to just reinforce that because it's been a while since we've seen those two together. Those two are very close. So it makes sense Pilot would have used his vote on Aaron. <laughs> then he says, incredibly, Scorpius had one vote. Yeah, you can see Sokozu. I'm like, oh my god, Sokozu how no Sakoto, no you idiot and she's just like <laughs> you have so much intelligence but your wisdom is so frelling low yeah <laughs> and he says like we also have one vote for the divine eternal and we see Naranti just like putting her hands together in prayer and looking up it's like okay i don't know i didn't realize we could do write-in candidates you know <laughs> but okay <laughs> <laughs> He's like, alright, thanks, Naranti. And then four votes for our new captain, Cardago. And I'm like, huh, that was my third choice, but okay. Yeah, what I like, though, is that this whole episode yeah. is, has been actually in the background showing how Dargo has matured and him taking on that kind of role where he's talking to Rigel in that scene, you know, actually being a good leader, getting him to do what he needs to do without resorting to, you know, biting his head off. Being a good friend to John, you know, coming up with this plan. It didn't work, but there's a few, you know, a few holes in that. And taking responsibility for the fact that they failed when they shot. Yes. He's like, it's, he takes the blame on himself. And so this episode just shows, sets up that Dargo will make a good captain. Yeah, because 
I love that because thinking one Dar- Dargo really didn't have anything going on in this season, so I like that this is going to yeah, be his, yeah, his arc, I guess. But also think back to season one, the Dargo we knew back then. Would you think he? Would you say he would have been a qualified captain? No, definitely not. He would have been way too headstrong, way too like quick to anger, mm-hmm. easily frustrated. Yet when we look at the Dargo we have now. I think, like, yes, there's a reason he was my third choice. Like, John was... I was betting on John because... He's the main most, character. <laughs> yeah. Actually, kudos to Farscape on not making him the captain. Yeah. Aaron was my second choice, mm. which I make sense. She just returned. Not everybody is okay with her because she had Scorpius come on board, so I can imagine them not voting for her. Dargo makes a good third, uh, good next candidate on that. Like, he, yes, I think he will be a great captain. Yeah, and we know that, like, he has matured. And if you look at the other choices, if you look at John, he's still unpredictable and kind of, from their point of view, unstable because of all the wormhole stuff that's still affecting him. Yeah, that's fair. And they nobody really fully understands him anyway <laughs> because he's John Crichton. And it's probably wise not to make him captain because he lacks that knowledge about this galaxy or universe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Aaron, then maybe not sure really what's going on with her she still clearly has some problems to work through with john mm-hmm. i think just dargo right now he he has that he still is like that um pillar of strength but not just you know aggressiveness is actually the, he, he's leveled up his wisdom that's yeah. what's happened it's gone up quite his emotional quite strength is way str- this the is one thing i it's like when i count these votes in my head i'm like okay so john aaron Chiana voted for Dargo. He voted for himself? Uh, that doesn't exactly seem like Dargo. I would have put maybe one vote in for... One extra vote for Aaron or maybe John. I could see I could see, I could see Dargo voting for John. Yeah, actually, if we had, like, you know, one Rigel, one for Aaron, one for Scorpius, one vote for Divine Eternal, and then three for Dargo and one for Crichton, that would also have worked. And he'd still have clearly have won that one. He yeah. wouldn't have gotten half the votes. So I can see them wanting to go for that. I, but... I guess he did vote for himself. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> That's the only part I'm like, that doesn't track completely with this new Dargo I have in my head. So, <laughs> eh. Well, there's probably the, the part of how he used to be was that he, he would assume command, kind mm-hmm. of, uh, uh, over everybody else. You know, he'd be like, no, you're all idiots. I'm taking charge of this. Look, I'm going to do this right. And then it would be a kind of backfire. So we've seen that before. But yeah, that's... The thing I just realized, I think he sees it slightly differently, especially after consoling Rigel. He's like, I'm I'm prepared to bear that burden. Ah, yes, that's a good point, and actually. And he means that non-ironically. Like, Rigel would say, I am prepared to carry that burden. No, Rigel would say that just to make himself look great. But Dargo would actually be like, no, I'll take that. I'll yeah, take that. I'll, yeah. I'll be responsible. Mm, take on the responsibility, yeah. Rigel, yeah, if you look at Rigel, would be like, yes, I will ter- carry this great burden of responsibility. Everybody else do all the work, please. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and Dargo would be like, you know what? Aaron and John have stuff to figure out. I'm not going to vote for them. Honestly, I don't think Chiana is qualified for, for that. Nobody else, clearly. <laughs> like, Scorpius. <laughs> no, it's supposed to do hell no. Naranti, definitely not. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I'll take that responsibility. So, actually, it does make sense that he voted for himself. 
All right, there we go. Okay, but yeah, I'm I'm fully on board with this decision. Dargo yeah, is captain. Agreed. And like I said, they did a great job setting up, you know, making it seem like a really good choice just from this episode. I could still sometimes see his emotions taking over, which would cause a little bit more drama as him as the captain. So yeah, he's still you know he's still that very passionate guy who does have a tendency to get very angry. Yeah, he he might react act on his impulses once in a while. But we do know that he will listen to the rest if they have advice. Yeah. So, okay. There we go. Dargo's captain. All right. So now we have the final scene of this episode. And we have John and Aaron. John and Aaron, I think, are they in the fan room there? Yeah, they are. Yeah, right. John is cleaning up the debris of the fan that broke. And so Aaron comes along and sits down next to him. And, well, the first thing she says... Because they exchange a look, and he's like, she says, I didn't want to tell you about the pregnancy until I was sure. And John responds, until you were sure that you were pregnant, or until you were sure who the father was? Erin just, like, has a blank look on her face for a few seconds. She's like, Chiana will be killed. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's like, oh, that's great. Yeah, it's just a brief moment. It's like, Chiana will be killed. Just a statement. (laughs) No anger, just a statement. But then John's like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, blame Chiana because it's clearly her fault that you didn't tell me this. And he's like, okay, it's clearly, all right, it's the other Crichtons then. And then Aaron says, there's no distinction in my mind anymore. I like that line. Because John's like, okay, what? now I'm confused. And I'm like, yes, me too, hello, hello. No, actually, that actually made a lot of sense to me. Because what she's saying, remember at the end of season three, where he's like, right, do you yeah. love John Crichton? Yeah, that's not true. Not me, not the other guy, John Crichton. And to her, she's at that point. It's like, you're, okay, yes, I love John Crichton. That's both of you, in a way. And also, you know, when we just had the one Crichton, you could also think of that as a separate Crichton. You know, it's... It probably is. In my mind, it is. There have been three Crichtons. So, yeah, because it's been a... F- we're in season... Well, this is episode six, so that whole conversation was quite a while ago now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that does make sense now that you now that you bring that up. Like, yeah, we established that she loves John Crichton, not one or the other John Crichton. She'll probably always miss the John that she was so close with on Talon, but she realizes that the difference is more complex. It's not just two different people. It's not just the same person. It's just what it is. Yeah, and but John says like, okay, now I'm confused. What what do you mean? And Aaron says that, okay, let me explain something. Military campaigns can last many cycles. Can you imagine if even like half or like a, some percent of a female regiment falls pregnant? You know, that wouldn't be good for the campaign. You know, they would be soldiers taken out of action. So those who are born aboard a command carrier, they can retain an embryonic fetus for up to seven cycles. So this could be from up to four cycles before she met John. Can I just say that I like that? Like, equal opportunity, even if you are a woman, you can still, like, have a complete military career because this wouldn't restrict your military options. Well, and we also know, I think, from previous episodes that they don't discourage recreational sex between peacekeepers mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it helps them, you know, just blow off some steam, basically. And, and keep the, st- the stock of soldiers up. But, you know, have the babies at the time when it would make the most sense, you know, so they can, you know, plan it all accordingly and and so on so they're equal opportunity assholes the peacekeepers i mean we know this we've known this for a while (laughs) (laughs) but what she says is that 
only a surgeon can release the stasis so the baby can grow and john's like well so is that where you were going when you left moya to go find someone to do the test and she's like i didn't even make it that far i don't know yeah because very quickly she was found by scorpius and so john says then that aaron i figure in a relationship the kind we're not having (laughs) it's based on trust and aaron says i'm so sorry john's like yeah so am i because you don't trust me and so i don't know how to trust you and she's like what what are you saying what do you expect for me he's like i think i've earned your trust yeah and john says yeah i would put my life in your hands but not my heart but so she's like well what do you want me to do what do you expect from me and john says just come back once you have your story straight and then john goes up and leaves and aaron is crying now at this point and that's this that's the shot we end on okay they bet she better have that scene where she has her story straight at the end of the next episode because i this is really con- to me at least this feels very contrived on the we're back to will they won't they skill it does a little bit um like when when the other Crichton died, completely valid. Yeah, that that, that made sense. total sense, and it caused a very interesting interaction. But now it's like, okay, now she wants to, now he doesn't want to anymore. Screw me, John. John still wants to have this relationship. That's the thing. So okay, that's the thing. He he wants to have it, but he wants to have trust, and he does. Like he said, he feels that he that Aaron doesn't trust him because she didn't tell him that she was pregnant and that. And even once he knew, she didn't say anything to him. It's Like I said, it's not that there isn't a reason that they clearly are presenting. Just this one feels way more contrived than the last one. I would, I mean, part of me would say, like, well, I would have preferred him just saying, like, look, I need time, which is pretty much what he is saying right now. It kind of, yeah, it does seem that way. So, but it still feels like, okay, minor rant from Red. There is just this thing where 90% of media focuses on the whole how people get into a relationship in these things and aside from sitcoms where the family is already established at the start you very rarely get okay we are a couple now now what there's like tons of drama and interesting things that you can depict in there and i just wish that area of a relationship was mined more than just the build up to it, and that at the end of the series, oh, they're happily married. We never see anything about that again. Like, because everything is hunky-dory and everything is perfect. Yeah, like, like the final episode being like a wedding episode is like such a classic, you know, yeah. thing. It's, it's so dumb. We, like, we've seen Farscape do that with Chiana and Dargo, right? They got into a relationship. Yes. And then things happened from there, and then Joffy came in, and then it was their relationship ended and they've become friends again you know that that was a full cycle of uh relationship not just let's get into one and leave it there mm-hmm. we're at we're six episodes into season four there are 22 episodes in total so like you said i hope hopefully it gets wrapped up soon yes. and john and aaron can be a couple for the for the rest of the se- season that would be great. That would be ideal. Because then you can go explore other things, what that means on a ship with a large crew. Getting to see them work together in that relationship would be really good. Because that brings all new interesting drama situations. So, who knows? It's possible we will see that. We're not going to get ahead of ourselves here with, you know, what's coming up. But, um, yeah, this is clearly a thread that they're going to keep pulling on. We just hopefully that they wrap it up 
soon and we can move on to the next stage in John and Aaron's relationship. Because we've been around this whole circle uh, oh, many times before already. Yeah, we have. But let's look forward a little bit. Oh, well, before we look forward to next week, what do we think of this episode as a oh, whole? Oh, right. We rate these things. I yeah, we forgot. do. We have to put uh, a rating on it. I did enjoy this episode. Yeah, definitely. I think I think a four. and Yeah, yeah. It, it goes from a three to a four because it really highlights, for me, Dargo's um, arc through the last three years of the show like this was actually this was a bottle episode because we'd never left moya mm-hmm. it, was, it was just full of plant well not entirely we we, we went out with the ship for a bit you know what i mean though we I never know. we were never went away from moya we never actually went you know it wasn't anything else going on but we've said like bottle episodes are good for can be good for character purposes mm-hmm. with nothing else to focus on you can dial that up which we did here with Aaron and john and also Dargo showing how much he's grown. So, yeah, like, I'm not... We're not a huge fan of, like, they're back to will they, won't they? But they do a good... Like, Ben Brown and Claudia Black always do a good job in their scenes, you know. Oh, yeah, especially, especially with each other. And so they, they, did, they did a good job putting that across. The only things that I would take away... It's like Aaron telling Chiana about the thing and then immediately regretting it. It seems a little bit out of character. Well, maybe not out of character, no. but it seems... okay. You know what it seems to be? It's like it seems to be a really convenient way to get everybody on the crew to know it. The thing is, it gave us a chance for Chiana to be like, "Oh crap!" They they tied getting the entire crew to know it into Chiana's personality being like, "Oh, I should not have done this. Oh crap! Oh crap! Why can I not keep my mouth shut?" I I like that because it's like we need to get this to the entire crew. What can we do? You know what? Let's do an interesting character thing with Chiana to get two things across at the same time so i i don't mind it that much it's also the fact that Aaron immediately fairly quickly is like i shouldn't have told you that that was a bad idea uh, we all have regrets once in a while it didn't fall completely flat for me but it, it it i it to me it seemed very transparent as let's get this out to everybody um but let's not just tell everyone we have to there has to be some other way to get it out somehow mm. that makes sense to be fair like Rigel doesn't know that. Sokosu doesn't know yet. Naranti doesn't well, no, know they do, yet. Because they were, remember, over the cons. Oh, right. Yeah, no, they at do. At the end, yeah. where they're like, what about the baby? And that's when everyone else gets clued in. That's fair. Good point. I was expecting, like, Rigel to be like, what? What baby? And they're like, I thought you knew. No, you, I didn't know. <laughs> that would have been perfect. I was, yeah, I was expecting that because Chiana lied about Rigel knowing. <laughs> so, oh, well. That was maybe a missed opportunity. Maybe that got cut for time. Possibly. Anyway. Like it's a fairly minor thing. It, it it served the purpose and it works now that everybody knows. So that we don't have also, you know, we're keeping a secret from mm-hmm. everybody else, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. like uh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, four out of five. This is a really this is a really good episode. Like from a character point of view, Dargo's the captain now. So that's gonna be that's gonna be really interesting to see how we do with that. So yeah, another another good episode. We've had a few promises last week was really good um so was lava's a many splendid thing you know this is we we seem to be getting back on track which is what i i knew this would happen when we met back up with moira again yes like okay yes yes, 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 we're back yes back in the swing of things let's do it okay let's keep that up next week so let's find out what's up next week is episode number seven and it is john quixote Oh, this is going to be one of the zany Johns again. I am ready yes, for this Yes, it is. You've got it in one. Yes, this is going to be a weird John episode. It's funny because I read it on the on the DVD, and now that you just said it out loud, it was like, 
Right, of course, I know exactly what this episode is going to be about. Great. Do you, though? <laughs> well, no, of course, not the details, but, like, <laughs> it's going to be a wacky John episode, and I'm completely okay with that. Oh, yeah. So, here's the, here's the one-sentence synopsis. John and Chiana enter a bizarre virtual reality game, but it soon turns out that it may be much more than just a game. Now I really look forward to next week. <laughs> so yeah it looks like we're going to take a break from you know some serious stuff and get into some wacky crazy john inside john's head maybe a little bit stuff nice you know always good to have those episodes once in a while all right so uh that will be it from us this week though we hope you enjoyed this week's episode we'll be back next time until then you can find us around the web on twitter at can't wear hats red at right nightmare seven and don't forget go to cantwearhats.co.uk for previous episodes of the podcast links to rss and itunes and other podcasts and projects all supported by the patreon patreon.com forward slash can't wear hats and don't forget if you're on itunes uh, leave us a rating or review helps us out a lot right we'll see you all next time and uh, thanks for listening again have a good week everybody bye-bye Okay, I have here the results for the vote for Captain of the Farscape Rewatch podcast. One vote for Red. Yes! And one vote for Hats. I demand a recount. That's the third time this... Ah, fine. Okay, here are the votes. One vote for Red. One vote for Hats. We didn't think this through. I want a recount!